Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by June Diane Rayfield to talk about some of the most important experiences in our lives. Childbirth, getting a medical marijuana license. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. 103 degrees today, Jordan. It was here in Los Angeles. Hey. All those people out on the East Coast are glad they're not here, huh? Yeah. Horrible weather. Sure. They had a hurricane. 103 sexy degrees. They had a hurricane. Each degree yeah. sexier than the last. I, I, said, that the, I, my, I said something about uh, the hurricane mm-hmm. starring uh, America's favorite actor, Denzel Washington. Sure. My wife asked me if that was good, and I did not know. Yeah, I don't think I, I, I didn't see that either. I love Denzel Washington. Yeah, he's great. God, that guy's amazing. <laughs> sure. He's tremendous. He is 103 degrees of sexuality. Let's introduce our guest. Um, you, you know her, of course, as a celebrated film and television actress. You know her as one of the hosts of the smash hit podcast, uh, How Did This Get Made? Uh, you know her as uh, the... <laughs> Uh, the other half of regular Jordan Jesse Go guest, Paul Shear. Uh, you know her as probably the best smelling guest ever on Jordan Jesse Go. Up there. Although that's a modest distinction. Sure. I will admit. Kindler reeked. Sure. <laughs> Kindler reeked. June Diane Raphael, welcome to the Hello. program. Oh, I'm so honored to be here. I oh, love that intro. It's an honor I, to have I'm you. I'm freshly... Um, showered and freshly perfumed so you are getting the very best of we me. appreciate yeah, it yeah this Be- is the, yeah this is um i haven't I- lost my sparkle yet no we do request now you know around the you know sixth or seventh month we're podcasting together then you're coming in sweats exactly exactly i'm also i feel overly dressed i know it's strange to be in this dress i'm wearing right now a Long black dress with a lot of... <laughs> what's, what's pathetic about it is that in any ordinary Jordan Jesse go... I mean, Jordan's going to be... Jordan's wearing flip-flops and a, you know, a t-shirt for a brand that he has no affiliation with and, uh, and so on and shants, so forth. Also wearing shants. Um, I don't think you'll find Jordan in a, in a different outfit. Well, but I'll tell you this much. When Jordan and I did How Did This Get Made Together, mm-hmm. you saw me in, in what has become a Sunday uniform. You yeah. saw me in shorts and a t-shirt I think you were wearing hat. an Adult Swim promotional yes, t-shirt. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. What happened today before, and I had to shower before I came here, so I went for a run, and Sundays around this time are not... It's just a strange. I usually don't take myself to the people on like a Sunday at five. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a time. Sure. You don't I go out on your balcony and wave, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like Evita. I don't show the good people. Sure. Yes. So I was really nervous about having to interact and really present myself because it's a strange time of day. Well, here's the thing. I think that in on an ordinary Sunday, mm-hmm. one might reasonably expect me, a man known. For my manner of dress, my slightly self-parodic manner of dress, 
to be dressed up to the extent that you would not feel self-conscious in, uh, uh, you know, a nice cotton jersey dress. Sure. You know what I mean? Something that can go from day to night. Right. Like what you're I'm wearing. I'm showing a lot of arm. You are. Yeah. Showing a lot of arm dress right now. <laughs> you could dress that up or dress it down. Yeah, depends on what kind of bangles you're wearing, sure. I'd say. Um, but I, I have disappointed you. I am wearing 103 degrees outside. I have, my wife just had a baby clothes. As you should be. I've got, As you should be. I've got sh- shorts and a t You're lucky that this T-shirt has a pocket in it. I'm surprised I got to say when men say, and, and, and this isn't a criticism, but my wife just had a baby, as though you had no part in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is you don't want to take credit for it. No, like, I, I, I was appreciate there. that. Yes. Look, it, was it difficult for, you know, my wife went into labor at midnight. Um, Jesse, you had to sit in the in the waiting room and smoke all those cigars and drink all that bourbon. I know, and I don't dr- smoke and drink, so that was no, actually so it was both your first you. drink and your first cigar. Yeah, so my a, second cigar and my you third didn't cigar. Feel well at all. Twenty five hours. <laughs> a of A lot of vomiting <laughs> on Jesse's part. <laughs> my face turned green, uh, cartoon style. But you know what? I mean, it is a t- <laughs> it is a touchy thing. I haven't figured out how to handle it because I was there for the. She went into labor at midnight. Okay. She woke me up at like 6 or 7 a.m. So I already missed like the first six hours. So she was, God bless her. She was just taking that on well, by her onesie. I think she knew that she would need my help later. So she was just conserving you. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, she had, when you're late, late in your pregnancy, you get contractions from time to time. Okay. And she, so she was getting them once every so often, you know, once every 15 or 20 minutes, and they last for a minute or two, and they're uncomfortable uh, at the beginning. But it's not something where you, are, you need someone holding you up. Right. And so she thought better for him to get a, get a reasonable sleep. hours of sleep because I'm going to need some help. Later. later on and then you know she labored for a further six 18 hours <laughs> and the baby was born at one o'clock in the morning and like was i what i was more involved than don draper it wasn't just a matter of medical technology <laughs> i didn't just right. drop her off with the doctor and have him take it out right um i was there and uh, I became delirious after a while myself. I exerted myself enough Is to reach goal delirium. Just to be a slightly better husband than Don Draper. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm only cheating on you occasionally. <laughs> I, I Look, I don't want to be 1956 racist. I'm shooting for more of a 1974 racism. Sure. I know this is a weird like worry or concern, but I, when I hear about long labors like that, and of course women get tired and, and women have to be up for a really long time, I'm genuinely concerned that I will like fall asleep, that I will <laughs> simply not be able to stay up. For that amount of time. And well, then you'll wake up and the baby will be a yes, couple days old. Exactly. And, sure. and I'll have missed all that. Well, yeah. there's this madness that creeps into the eyes after about 12 really? or 15 hours. I mean, there was a, at the beginning, well, it, was, it was crazy for us because they started coming faster and faster in the morning. And we thought we were just going to have to go to the hospital at 7 o'clock in the morning. And we didn't end up going to the hospital until like two o'clock in the afternoon. Until one or two the, o'clock in the afternoon. You had to at least wait until the view was over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Teresa insisted. Yeah. At least until the end of Hot Topics. Um, and before Hot Topics is hey, over. Hey, she's got to know what Whoopi thinks. Sure. sure. It's always been that way. Even About before Whoopi was on the Dominic view. Dominic Strauss-Kahn. 
<laughs> I don't know. What do they talk about? I don't know what they talk about. Is that about too high minded for them to talk about? What they talk about? They talk about they might because it's got it's got some rape in there. Yeah. You know, so there's feelings around that. Okay. Continue. The, the one <laughs> the one blonde lady who was on Survivor or whatever, she was in support of the rape. Right. Um, she's the very worst. <laughs> she like is a, the very she worst. She seems like a very unpleasant yeah. person. Um, but anyway, it was it was a long it was this long process, and after because uh, they so they started coming fast at the beginning, and then they slowed down for a while. And after a long time, you're talking about the contractions, not the hot topics, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they cooled off. Yeah, they weren't so hot at the end. It was just like. You know, how summer do you like grilling? Yeah, summer, yes, summer grilling, dancing with the stars. <laughs> there was a it, there was a moment when we first went to the hospital where I was like, okay, I think we can do this. Like, yeah, this is this is good. Um, and then that lasted a couple of hours, and it seemed like, oh wait, it's a couple of hours later, and we seem to be in roughly the same place we were before. Right. Like, I just you just kind of. You just expect the, each thing to come as soon as you've done yeah. the last thing, and it doesn't work that way. You have to sometimes you have to do the thing for five hours or something. Right. You know, is you're it in the a lot middle. Of lateral moves. Is yeah. it just because Teresa's lazy? <laughs> well, I mean, it's. I'm not going to say exclusively because Teresa's lazy. I mean, Simon is lazy as well. Sure. Um, it, Simon is your your son. Yeah, it turned out. I mean, even once the once they called the doctors in to say like, oh, it's on now. Like the nurse is usually is the one who's there almost the whole time, and uh, when the doctor comes in, it's just sort of like to catch the baby, right? And you know, just to cauterize any wounds that open or whatever. And um, that I think they expect to take fifteen minutes or something, and that ended up taking several hours. Oh, wow. And it turned out it was because the baby was wrapped up in the umbilical cord. So, like, every time he went out, he'd just get pulled back in. Right. Um, so it was really, really rough. And Ooh. and so Ooh. I don't... And my wife my wife was like a fucking superhero. I mean, I've never seen someone Amazing. do anything. I mean, it, it... Don't you find it, like, unbelievable that we think of... I, I'm, I'm not going to get on this rant right now, but, like... <laughs> As a culture, that we people think wear like Crocs men, in public. Exactly. Yes, people think it's okay. All right, Dennis Miller. People think it's okay to wear those shoes but with like, toes. We understand men as being strong, or like you know, they have more upper body strength than women. Sure, women give birth. I know to human beings. It was through a tiny hole. I well, maybe to, if they can use that tiny hole to open up their own jar of olives. Here we go. We would here start. We go. Again with the jars. The um, other the other day, Jordan Jordan and yeah. I were talking to our close personal friend, Mr. Adam Carolla, on the Adam Carolla podcast, and I was trying to explain how awe inspiring it was to be part of. And he, he doesn't. You'll be shocked to hear that he didn't get it. And I think <laughs> that um, I think that there's. Ju- I just I've never seen something like that. Yep. And I had seen both of I'd seen I have two young much younger brothers and I'd seen both of them be born like come out, um, but I wasn't there for the whole thing and the whole thing was what it was so far beyond running a marathon or an mm-hmm. Ironman or or anything, and I know that because there was a point where I almost fell over I was just standing next to the bed. Um, and I just got dizzy and almost fell over and it wasn't because of the blood or anything. It was just from the inten- like the intensity and sure. exertion and so on. And I was like, 
if I feel if I had to catch myself to keep from falling on the ground. Well, my job has just been to encourage Teresa. <laughs> like, holy shit! Yeah, it's holy crazy. Have you shit. seen the documentary that Ricky Lake made called "The Business of Being Born"? Did you guys watch no, that? No, I, I, I didn't know Ricky Lake was a documentarian. <laughs> yes, it's actually a wonderful documentary. Really? Wow! Yeah, and it's all about um, a natural childbirth, and and more than that, actually, it's all about home births. Okay, yeah. and she's a big advocate of home birthing and midwifery and <laughs> um, and natural childbirth, and she they show two of her home births on screen. Ricky Lakes. Ricky Lakes. Wow. So I've seen it all. So, I've seen every <laughs> inch of it. Um, what's, what's, so in, in Ricky Lakes' opinion, what are, what are the advantages of the home birth? Uh, quite a few, actually. I mean, uh, first of all, there's a lot of infections that take place in the hospital, mm-hmm. and so you're, you're actually, your baby is technically, statistically safer being born at home. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, is... Um, you know, a lot of the midwives, I mean, there are a lot of places in LA and stuff that will do it out of birthing centers that are attached to the hospital, so you can kind of be right there. But they've done studies with New York hospitals where they found out that most C sections were happening at 4 p.m. and 10 p.m. Which and was that's the essentially, shift well, yeah, it's when the doctors realize, like, oh, I'm going to miss dinner or I'm going to be here all night. Oh, wow. So let's. Huh. And when you're a woman and you're in labor sure. and a doctor saying mm. to you, like, how about a C section? You're it is. I mean, we had. Uh, I am. I'm not personally a, a home birthing advocate. Um, again, you'll be surprised to hear. I think Teresa did watch th- that movie, and we we did some other stuff, and you know, and uh, we, we were lucky that the hospital that we had the baby in is has one of the lowest C section rates in the country, and right. g- a great hospital, and was really. And we did have a doula there, which I I made fun of the doula because she's hilarious. Um, she brought Wait, us some kind of. Doula is different from midwives, or are they, okay. So a midwife, same? a midwife is the person who delivers the child, the, the baby. Okay, and then the doula is sort of like a consultant for the mother, who like works with the mother throughout the pregnancy, and then a little bit after the baby's born. And in in our case, since the baby was delivered by doctors and nurses, uh, she was she's just there through the whole Process. thing. Yeah, and, um, and is she sort of advocating for yeah, your wife? Ex- or just, yeah, exactly. So she's sort of because you're you're right. I mean, one thing is really true that the doctors get in there um, and there, and you know, I think it depends to some extent on who your nurses are, whether they're like this as well. But the doctors get in there, and you know, they've got a lot of work to do. They've done this many times before. And they just kind of are there to take care of business. And, you know, our whole, all the medical staff was women, so I don't want it to be like a gender thing. But it was, you know, the doctors were there to take care of business. And so you're not really in a position when you're giving birth or you're a dad and you're delirious and you don't know anything about it to be like, hold on. I don't want this. I do want this. Yeah, exactly. And we had no problems with that at all. Again, a great place. You know, we like made a birth plan and they totally were great about it. But part of what the doula does is... Part of what the doula does is, yeah, look out for the interests of the mom just in case something right. comes up. But 
but I cannot having done this now, I can't imagine doing it without a doula. It's as silly as the whole I mean, she brought us some kind of weird spelt dish. It's probably afterwards. just the word doula. Yeah. I think if they just changed the word, I think maybe then well, all you kinds may, of you I may remember. The doula, like just being in charge of the placenta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to cook it. Yes, I'm here exactly. to prepare. I'm here to serve it. Right. Some doulas I will do, bless do that. the placenta yes. before I serve it. I mean it's stuff like that that makes you feel a little bit ridiculous Doolid, yeah. about the whole uh, about the whole <laughs> thing but what was great is it's just as i was there i was so glad that she didn't that she was there so it wasn't my responsibility to know what the fuck was going on for sure like that was well, the also, one how thing crazy is it that you're you're having to make these decisions after 18 hours of no sleep and just being awake and it's insane and she knows how to like do like a rub rub a lower back with a right. with a tennis ball and mm. pull on one thing and push on the other thing and some of them do things with rebozos which <laughs> is a kind of central american textile i i just you know, when the day comes for me, I just would like my wife to give birth in uh, maybe some sort of area attached to a Whole Foods. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> so that way we can you get need like a food court nearby. Yes, I need to get a scoop of mashed potatoes gotcha. from the hot bar and a coconut water. <laughs> gotcha. I want to have access to that at all times. Yeah, it was actually I ran into that problem at the hospital, uh, specifically the coconut water problem, mm, which was that. Yeah. Um, we, I, there was this point where, and another time I was really glad to have the doula there was at one point the doula just said, Jesse. And I was like, what? And she's like, go eat dinner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I can't. I have to be here with Teresa. And she's like, go eat dinner now. Cause I you don't want to be, you don't want to be eating dinner later. I you, love You don't want to have not eaten. So I was I like, I want a doula for life. Just for, <laughs> yes. just for, <laughs> just, just, just this, for. Just this lady on hand, when shit's going bad, she knows exactly, she knows exactly the right to thing Just to push a tennis ball a tennis into. Ball. Yeah. She's got a cloth that can get yep. stuff out of you. And I feel like when she tells you to do something, it's there's no option, no choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. Well, That's what's happening. She's been to, you don't defy the no, doula. No, you don't. <laughs> she's been you to conferences yeah. with elderly Central American women at them. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this she is from what serious speaks. stuff. But I went, so I went to get my dinner. And I remembered then that the hospital had banned sugary drinks, and like all I wanted in the world was a soda. Like I was, and uh, my only choices were uh, diet Seven Up because I can't have caffeine, so I couldn't have Diet Coke. So it was diet Seven Up and uh, coconut water. And I ended up drinking coconut water again, despite the fact that I talked about how it just tastes like water with gym socks in it and it doesn't makes taste me like coconut. So <laughs> it's a real frustration. But anyway, it was totally the thing that the, about the whole experience was that I'm, you know, my wife ran a half marathon, and that was really impressive. And I think if she'd if she had wanted, I don't think she wanted to, but if she had wanted to, she could have run a full marathon, you know, with a couple extra months of training. And that was cool and impressive. Um, but this was something I could never do something like this. And not just because I lack the anatomy, but I just could never, I could never have any physical accomplishment like this. Or I have never incredible. tried, I've never tried that hard to do anything in my life and I never will. 
Unless I'm stuck in a war zone and someone's trying to kill my child or something. I also imagine that for men, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but for the first, the early part of their child's existence, you know, the woman is giving birth to the child and using her body. And then, and I don't know if your wife is breastfeeding, but then like the child is feeding off of her body. It's like, if I feel like if I were a man. Yeah. The dad is useless until the kid needs a sip of beer at Thanksgiving. Exactly. That's the first time that a father becomes. Kicks in. (laughs) Right. Here, don't tell your mom. Have a sip of my beer. June, you really you really couldn't be more correct. I mean, I've been mm-hmm. I've been on paternity leave for uh, about a month now. And uh, maybe a little a little less than a month now. And I am in on the one hand, I'm invaluable. Like I need to be there because um I cook the meals. Mm-hmm. And I pick something up off the table and hand it to my wife and so on and so forth. All of these things are things that if there wasn't someone else, they, they, it wouldn't happen. My wife and child would die. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, I am so useless. Like I am so deeply, profoundly useless to my child right now. Like there, the time that, that I can hold my baby is like after right in, in that like 10-minute stretch in between when he's eaten and he's decided he's definitely done and he needs enough comfort to get to sleep. Yeah. Uh, r- right in that little, in that little window, yeah. I can hold him, and as long as I keep moving, he doesn't complain too much. But that's it. That's all I have to offer. Uh, offer is like I can I can hold him in that window so my wife can take a shower or go to the bathroom. And that's the way things are set up, though. It's like and it's going to be like that for a while. For, for a while, it's going to be like uh, yeah, that. for months, for months. Yeah. I mean, at some point, luckily, their breast pump technology exists, and so right. at some point, I'll be able to give the baby a bottle, and then I'll be on it. But like, all I can do is just is just you know change a diaper from time to time. And frankly, I think at this point, my wife just thinks it's more hassle to have me change the diaper right. than and to just do it. And so I'm just sitting around here. On the one hand, I can't really work. On the other hand, I'm totally useless. Um, and I'm like, uh, my, my wife is getting up in the middle of the night to feed the baby. And I, um, I'm just getting migraines every day. <laughs> and it's just, it's, a, it's insane. Like the level of insanity that's going on. It's crazy. We just, what, we ended up, um, my mother-in-law is, is here right now. And I, you may meet her on the way out. Is, but, there, is there a baby among us right Yeah, there's now? a baby there among is. us okay. right now. Yeah, she, I think she was, she was probably. Uh, oh, God, oh, God! Oh, it's coming for me! <laughs> He'll latch onto your face and, and lay his got, eggs in your chest. He's got teeth. Um, he. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm thinking of Jason. <laughs> Confused with the baby and Jason. And we just we were just like uh, on on maybe Wednesday of this week. I I just said to Teresa, "Hey Teresa, do you want to buy your mom a plane ticket so she can come down this weekend?" <laughs> Because we were both like so afraid and insane, like we were really like just crying for no reason and okay. just you well, know it's lack of sleep. I mean, is is Simon sleeping through the night? What, no, not at yeah. all. So yeah, and he's he's only a few weeks old. Yeah, and few so weeks. Oh, wow. and so we wow. just like Teresa's mom has a job and everything, but we just bought her a plane ticket on the you know on the from from San Francisco to L.A. on the Friday night plane and one back on the Monday morning plane and just That's said intense. please. Please help us. It's intense. 
And they say too, I feel like I've spent a lot of time in my therapist's office talking about the circumstances around my birth, the first year. I mean, these are pivotal these are pivotal times that your your child will look back on in psychotherapy years from now. <laughs> I, mean, I finally asked my parents, like, so what what exactly? Because I had heard crazy stories about a blizzard and my father not being there, and basically, what I've come to find out is there was a massive blizzard in New York on the day that I was born, and my dad. What we had no money, and so my dad was with my mom for a couple hours and then left because he wanted to get a half day at the construction site he was working at. My mother went home, and this is when women didn't breastfeed, like it just wasn't the thing. My mother went home, there was no milk. I mean, it sounded like yeah. the, this is how I approached the world. So it's, it's a very, these early days and the first year are. My so you had to, you had, they you had, they had to warm you by a garbage no, can it fire. Sounded, I mean, this is in Rockville Center, Long Island, which is a very right. nice place to live, <laughs> a beautiful home. But it sounded like Little House on the Prairie style. Yeah. Well, I really, I mean, my mom has often told me about how colicky I was as a baby, and both my uh, both my mom and dad live far away from their families. Um, uh, my my mom's my mom's mother lived in Washington D.C. and this was in San Francisco. And my dad's family, my dad's parents lived in L.A. and weren't particularly nurturing. <laughs> and um, I was colicky until I was like f- like five months old or something. I I would just cry all the time. And Simon, my baby really couldn't have a better attitude. I mean, he doesn't sleep through the night or anything. Let's not get crazy. Right. But, you know, when he's crying, it seems to almost always be for a reason. You know, he's either needs his diaper changed or he's hungry. And or, that's the only way he can express himself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I can't... And he'll, he'll go to see the movie the group wants to see, even if he's already yeah. seen it. <laughs> he's just that type of guy. He's like, yeah, I, I can see Planet of the Apes again. Yeah. You guys, seriously, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's no, really no, I liked fine. it. It was good. It was good. It was good. No, no, this is fun. It's fine. It's a. Yeah, I don't understand. It's very accommodating. I don't understand how anyone could deal with a newborn baby in adverse circumstances. Is what I'm saying. Like here I am. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are both on paternity leave. Like I run. I own this business, you have so I can yes. put us on paternity leave. You know, and um, you know, we don't make widgets, so right, I can have right, guest right. hosts on the show for a mm-hmm. few weeks and do just do Jordan Jesse go once a week, and. I cannot imagine, I can't, like, the idea of anyone not living in a first world socialist uh, democracy like Sweden or something and trying to raise a baby seems insane to me. did you see the documentary Babies? No, I didn't. I d- well, I'll tell you I, what. The trailers I the were trailer, very cute. And the trailers like, were adorable. Yeah. It's two hours of babies. It's the best thing <laughs> I've ever seen. I think the main thing is just, like, if you, I, I think the big difference is... And the tragedy of the develop of the developed world is that if you have uh, if you have a very strong family slash community base, um, then because I know what the difference is between me and my wife and the baby being here, and me and my wife and the baby and one of our parents being here, right. and so if they just lived next door, I, you know, and they were bringing us a casserole every other day, um, I think that would make a pretty monstrous mm. difference. Oh. Speaking of bringing us a casserole, so last week on the program, I was complaining. I don't know if you're familiar with this thing called an ergo baby carrier. No. 
This is, uh, this is some kind of highly rated baby carrier. My wife did the research. <laughs> so we, through a series of, through a series of uh, combination generosities, uh, thoughtlessnesses, uh, my wife's family uh, got together and bought us one of these ergos that we wanted for, it was on our baby registry or whatever. It was very kind of them. Um, but they, they got it from a website where there was only one color available. And the color is sort of a salmony orange okay. um, with, uh, like, embroidery on it, like same-colored embroidery and sort of flowers and butterflies. All right. And also just stripes, like sort of Central American-inspired okay. stripes. And Go on. And so, <laughs> and so last week on the program, I like I, it. Yes, I like it. Talking. Is there a beaded giraffe? <laughs> I brought, I brought up the question of whether it was disgusting for me to consider buying... And I, the other side of this is, the one thing that I'm good at it, with this baby is carrying him around in this thing. So, like, if we walk the dogs or something, I can put him in there and carry him. And I fucking love it. And I've been looking forward to it for since I was, you know... And can I interrupt you for a second? When you say when you're good at it, that you're good well, at it... Well, there's no skills involved. Okay, but I mean, I can... You don't, do, you don't fall forward onto your face there's no, regularly. There's, it stays on? Yeah, sure. But there's... You don't this, jump into the pool. At the same time, though, I really do get 10 out of 10, okay. which is the right. same score my wife would get. And this is the only category where I get the same score my wife would get. So, I, and I love doing it. I, it's like... You don't step in front of the pitching machine at the batting cage. <laughs> <laughs> I do go to the batting you cage. You do go, though, right. Seems... Well, you know, you got to keep, you got to take some yeah. swings. And they gotta... do have tiny helmets. I mean, to their credit. <laughs> They're very cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just, you know, hit a couple balls, play some skee ball. I mean, if I, go to, the, if I go to the batting cages, I do softball, not hardball. Right. You, you have know. to challenge no. yourself. You Fast pitch when you're softball. Wearing one of these sure. But so it, it, I love having it, and but it's pretty embarrassing. And I know that I'm going to have this. We run this baby around in this thing for a year or two, and I I was not sure whether I could sustain having this really embarrassing thing. And I asked the audience whether it would it was crazy for me to be thinking about spending $140 or however much this thing costs to buy one in just plain navy blue, um, and. What was the feedback? Well, I expected people to be like, how dare you consider that? You know, you privileged fuck whatever. Um, actually, not only was the feedback emphatically positive that I should go out and get the right one, but the other day I walked down my stairs to grab my mail there's a package there from Amazon.com. I'm thinking, I did not buy anything from Amazon.com. What's going on here? Um, this is, it was addressed to Papa Jesse Thorne, care of Coco the dog. It's one of my dogs. Uh, and it had a note inside that said, please stop embarrassing your fellow fathers in Los Angeles. Most importantly, stop embarrassing Simon. Think how he'll feel about photos of his childhood with you wearing that other version. Good luck. Michael, a.k.a. Cruftbox. This is his name on the forum, Cruftbox. And inside the box was a navy blue baby carrier. Wow. So oh. that was very sweet. It was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it, uh, I'm going to put it tied with uh, 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 our listener who made us a, a Maximum Fun themed baby quilt. 
Um, but uh, one of the nicest things a listener's ever done. That's so very nice. How how nice and very ridiculous so and unnecessary. Can I ask but you, was it that you wanted something that was more gender neutral, or was it just that it? It was salmon. It, it sounds like you got the blue one, and the other one was okay. Just pink. just imagine a guy who goes to the Andes and he buys an indigenous hat and then he wears it to the farmer's market. Okay, so that hat is what this thing looks like. (laughs) Which is to say, because it's in the form of a baby carrier, I think my wife could pull it off, (laughs) but I can't pull it off. I really... I mean, you automatically look a little bit like an asshole when you're carrying a baby around in one of those things, and this really... And we happen to have picked one that is a little bit more ridiculous because it's, you know, made of organic cotton or some shit instead of, instead of ripstop nylon. So it was really, it was overwhelming me. It is such a, it is a strange image seeing men with the babies right there because they sort of look a little pregnant. Uh-huh. It's just a little bit of a jarring but yeah. visual. And Jesse, you keep the baby under the clothes, right? You put the thing on yeah. first and then dress. Oh, that's part of the whole deal. It's like yeah. underwear. It's like oh, a... yeah. It's like a truss. It's like one of those. Well, the conception of it is yeah. that it, oh, it's, it's slimming. <laughs> it's like a it's like a money belt for travel, oh, where there's okay, a zipper okay. on the inside, and you put your money in there. So the whole idea of this is if you get if you get stuck up, they're not going to steal your baby. Right. That's the whole thing. Anyway, we'll be back Selling in just a parts. second. <laughs> Jordan and Jesse go. <laughs> Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Joining us this week on the program, June Diane Raphael. You can make up a nickname for future segments. Okay. We'll give you some time to think okay, about it. Um, I have seen a couple of really tremendous things on Netflix Instant that I feel like I need to describe. Sure. Um, number one, I don't know. You ever watch these Michael Palin programs? No, although I am a big fan of of, of Monty Python cast member post Monty well, Python you watch projects. A lot of, you watch a lot of Terry Jones history documentaries, right? <laughs> I do, yes. I've watched most of the Terry Jones history documentaries. Did you watch that, my, did you watch that John Cleese thing about faces from PBS? Yep. Oh, I haven't seen that. I really... Well, number one... Michael, oh, I should point out, yes, I did say that I did like post-Monty Python projects. I hate Faulty Towers. Really? Oh, yeah. No, not funny. I thought I hated it, and then I revisited it recently... And turns out I like it. I saw it at a hotel actually a few months ago, and mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved. Huh. I don't know where I was, what spot in my life I landed on it, but I was like, "This is the best thing." I've ever I definitely seen. decided like I really enjoyed it. I definitely decided I hated it in high school, so maybe it's time to give it another okay. shot. It seems like an odd place to be running uh, Faulty Towers at the. Was there a channel just dedicated to hotel themed entertainment? <laughs> <laughs> that also That's a great only, idea. Only Faulty Towers and idea. Dunstan checks in. <laughs> Well, over the, and over on the Bob Newhart show. Oh, sure, right? Isn't the Sweet it? Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah, I thought the Sweet Life was on a um, cruise ship. Is it? Oh, it might be. It might be. Anyway, I I was watching. This. It is about the hospitality You're industry, right. it though. Absolutely is. It absolutely my is. my favorite thing. My favorite Michael Palin thing is his first thing around the world in eighty days, which you should really get because mm-hmm. it is fucking great. It's so great. But um, his later ones, sometimes I, here's the thing. I like travel shows about going and doing stuff in cities of the world, but I get kind of bored by nature. And so 
his his later shows have a lot more nature relative to the amount of like hustle and bustle, and so I get pretty I I can have stretches of boredom. But I was watching one called Himalaya, which is just a couple of years old, and there's this segment of this show that's in uh, uh, that's on the border between India and Pakistan. And we, of course, know from our program a couple of weeks ago with uh, Pakistani native Kumail Nanjiani uh, that these two nations are uh, at each other's throats. We may also know that from reading the newspaper over the past 15 to 20 years. But, uh, also, cricket rivalry, too. It extends into the world of cricket. These two nations are, are not nuts about each other. Okay, and not loving each other. They have they have this gate in the border, and I don't know exactly. I don't remember what city this is in, but there are there is this flag lowering ceremony. So at the end of each day, each of the nations lowers their flag okay. from this border gate, right? So they got the Pakistani flag on one side and the Indian flag on the other side. Now crowds of thousands. They have grandstands surround these gates, literally thousands of people, each of them rooting for their own team of soldiers and yelling out warlike, uh, good-natured but serious warlike chants in uh, local languages about the opposing nation. And the soldiers are sort of like, if you imagine, like a beef eater, you know, uh, guarding the gates of uh, guarding the gates of the palace or whatever. If you imagine that, but it's either Indian or Pakistani, it has a crazy feather headdress, like a splay of feathers across the top of the head, and just lots of crazy brocade ropes everywhere, and kind of Russian style poofy pants uh, tucked into giant boots Elaborate. and just every crazy like if you just take one the craziest element of every crazy historical military uniform you can think of and just put them into two sets of uniforms that's what these men wear and they do this they do this maneuver I guess you would call it it's it's like when you see uh, it's like when you see soldiers doing um like goose stepping or something like that you know like a weird synchronized marching exercise i love watching that there's something so pleasing to the eye about that (laughs) only it's sort of like what if that had been designed by like iced tea circa breaking oh my god like it has a lot of like it has a lot of like (laughs) type gestures like Mm. Like urban step dancing. Almost. It is like ste- yeah. it is like stepping. It is yes, like it is stepping. as though, but they're soldiers and they're doing it in sync. And there's a lot it's, of like knee and all that. Well, stuff. there's there's no ham bone involved. Okay, I, there's no ham bone, and it's arrhythmic also. But there are a lot of like. Um, Do you think they have a romantic movie for teens where a uh, a well trained paramilitary goose stepper falls in love with someone who paramilitary goose steps in the style of the streets. Yeah. And then they (laughs) learn about each other. Socially responsible movie ever. (laughs) Step up three G. Take it to the streets. Take it. Yes. There's this move. There's this move in, in fencing called a balestra punto. And it involves sort of, you know, fencing kind of goes on a straight line. It involves sort of like jumping to the side with your feet together, forward into the side with your feet together, and then lunging forward. 
And if you can imagine that, like that's sort of the kind of move that these guys are doing. But it all has overall the tone of like a like a 1986 black American gay man in a Paris nightclub doing like God, I love two snaps and a twist. It is the craziest shit I I've ever seen this. in my entire fucking life. Wait, and there's no rhythm. You can't catch a beat to this. No. You can't it is, follow along. It's, but but yeah. they're doing it in sync. And Amazing. it is insane. And they have Do to they lower. Have weapons? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time, <laughs> okay. Jordan. And they have to lower the flags. They, they do it like, whoop, 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 whoop. And they have to do it at exactly the same rate. So the flags go down exactly the same rate. So no one launches any nukes. It is the ins- the wow. craziest thing I've ever seen on a screen. I I know, I know this is this is maybe just obvious. Seems impractical. Oh, profoundly. <laughs> I mean, you got to start I'm with that. This is a is a pragmatic. You got to start with setting up the grandstands. I mean, you could save some money by not putting in grandstands. And sure. how long does this routine? Go on for it. It was a solid 10 minutes of the Michael Palin show, so I, it's got to be a 20, 20 or 30 minute operation. I mean, you got to figure if people are going to go sit down in grandstands right, right, and right, get right. some popcorn, get themselves a nice Pakistani soda. They came to see a show. Yeah. <laughs> get themselves <laughs> a, sure. a lingonberry drink. So I presume they drink Swedish sodas in Pakistan, I guess. <laughs> but they, it, it is insane. It's in the second episode of this Himalaya thing. I... It made me want to join the Pakistani or Indian army. I Look, I got no horse in this race. Sure, sure. <laughs> I just want to do that. I want to wear that crazy outfit and do that crazy dance. It seems like a mixture between like dancing and like roboting. Like that there was some sort of. There were so know. there were so many like, you know, like elbow out, hand in front of sternum, snap, flip. Moves and shit. It seems real sassy. It is so sassy. That's what's crazy. Like it's got a bit of an attitude. And the and the guys are making like it's just a the tude. guys it's are just making a tude, faces. Tude. Just a tude. <laughs> Sorry. The guys are making sass faces at each other. Do and they they're kiss? like, is there kissing? It's sort of like a kabuki dance or something. God. Like we a kabuki theater, like and it's so highly the faces, ritualized. The faces are kind of saying, like, what you going to do about this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every single move they do, they're making that, what are you going to do about this you face? Do, about do you this. think if they just got their shit together and flew a bunch of these guys down to Hollywood, they would be competitive in America's Next Best Dance crew? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm really surprised that there are there's facial expressions because I feel like usually with this military stuff, no matter right, what's going on with the bod, cold there's and a robotic real and, yeah. sure. But I want you to know that the facial expressions are every bit as ritualized as the, as the dance they're moves. They're synchronized. They're all and so the they're doing like a, you know, one eyebrow up, like big scowl, <clears throat> like with, with each other at the other side while the other side is doing their own, like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, Amazing. It is pure fucking madness. I, I'm so, it brought so much happiness, <laughs> happiness to my life that I wanted to share it with the world, or at least those tens of thousands that listened to I Jordan just love Jessica. That it's, like, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's so aggressive, this ritual, and yet it seems like there's no bravado to this dance at all. Well, it's the whole thing surrounds raising and lowering yeah. flags. That's the action there. Yeah, yeah. that's ultimately at the, the beginning, middle, and end of that mm. ceremony. 
Also, another amazing thing about this is apparently in this border city between Pakistan and India, the thing to do is go watch the soldiers do their crazy war dance. Like, that's what they do for fun. It's like little kids in the audience, like, cheering. I mean, I would watch this from what you've described. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I would bring up. I would recommend bringing up. Would you watch one of the Step Up movies on Netflix Instant? I have watched one of the Step Up movies on Netflix and this the dancing in Step Up the movies are horrible, of course. The yeah. dancing is quite good. I remember your I remember it. your husband once tearing into me on the subject of how great Step Up 3D was. He loves it. We watched it together. I mean, he's seen it probably about three times. I'm pretty bummed. <laughs> I'm pretty bummed that I didn't get to see that in 3D. I feel like now if I watch it, I won't. Yeah, be is it the worth watching experience. in 2D? I actually, I don't know. I've only seen it. I mean, I've seen it in 2D. 2D, and I think it is worth watching. Okay. I'm not sure what happens, what the third dimension, what you get from the third dimension. I guess, I think the dancing just comes toward you. Sure. I don't think, there's not a right, lot. Right, they don't, well, they're throwing a, exactly. stars. There's I think, not yeah. shurikens. The, the first two dimensions are, you know, up, down, and left, right, or X and Y, right. and the third dimension is tood. Mm, <laughs> sure. Sure. Anyway, we'll be back sure. in just a second on Jordan Jessica. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. That's your cue, June. You're looking away. Sorry, I was staring at your books. June Diane Rayfield, love bug. Oh, <laughs> that's a cute one. Are you, have you, are you named after uh, hip-hop pioneer love bug Starsky? Yes, I am. Okay, that's what, I, I was looking at all of your, your whole collection. I didn't get to see it before. I do have a bookshelf over there. You do. I've noticed that in L.A. a lot of people don't have bookshelves. <laughs> I always <laughs> noticed that myself. <laughs> Where are really you? upset. Or maybe they have a bookshelf, but there's DVDs on it. Yeah, exactly. People... We went to an open house the other day and saw... Oh, it was so upsetting. I look at this guy's... Um, bookshelf and there are all these frames but like a crazy amount of frames I'm like that's so weird they're stacked up you almost can't see any of them because there's so many i look behind them there's a collection of gay porn like clearly <laughs> oh, the realtor had yeah. just redesigned his whole shelf to hide that Oh, that's tremendous. That's upsetting. And you, you were actually looking VHS, for it. VHS gay porn or DVD gay porn? There were some DVDs and there were some VHS Oh, tapes. that's nice. Yeah. Well, he's got a dual deck player. Oh, good. Yeah. Blu-ray? I don't know. I can't speak okay. to that. I can't speak to that. Whatever, what happened? Wasn't one of the big revelations of the digital versatile disc format supposed to be multiple camera angles in your pornography? Yeah. I mean, I think any. I think the window for DVD being the preferred pornography method has closed a long time ago well shouldn't they be making the multiple camera angle thing so that we can so that they have so the dvd has a leg up yeah i may be i don't know i don't know if that's enough reason to your web to streaming back. pornography doesn't have any multiple camera angles no, that's true are people still buying dvds of pornography I'm well they would if there was multiple oh, okay. camera angles right. this is a killer right. app <laughs> oh you know i was and i i meant to mention this at the top of the show but in this uh in this vein uh, you know, I we've we've been doing the show, uh, Jordan Jessica, for a whole month, and we haven't acknowledged that it's kind of a special month. I uh, was driving by uh, the Pleasure Chest sure. in uh, West Hollywood right today. The block from it. uh, it's it's apparently it's anal August. And I oh my did gosh. it. Oh, happy anal August, happy guys! Anal happy August. anal August, happy, happy, happy anal August, Jesse. Wow. I quickly shoved something up my ass. 
Sure. It was just uh it was a it was my thermos. I believe I believe the traditional it was just whatever was in the car. Are are you going to be celebrating with a turducken? Yeah, yes. Yes. Anything where something else is up something else's ass is yeah. the traditional. It's really lovely. I celebrate analog is the same way John Madden celebrates Thanksgiving. Sure. <laughs> and I do it on a bus too. <laughs> I will not get on a plane to celebrate analog. Isn't the pleasure pleasure chest though? And it doesn't mean that they can't celebrate analog. They probably do, but I thought the pleasure chest was just for women, like that it was a lesbian owned and sort of uh, am I wrong about that? Yes, I mean I think I think the I think that is its goal, but I think if 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 you are a porno store in West Hollywood and you're not offering Got you it. know, at least at any least up the a, butt material. Yeah, you're probably you're you know, you're cutting off a lifeline. Right. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. So it's in your best interest. Right. Jordan, you actually had you actually recently had an adventure yes. in the uh in the the shadow economy? Yeah, uh, I did. <laughs> I today, just before I came, I came right here from doing this. You've I got been my exporting uh, Levi's to Eastern Europe. I right? have. <laughs> yes, um, I will soon turn up dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got my medical marijuana license today. Congratulations, Thank George. You. I Thank guess you. I should say. I know you're gabbing about your baby. I guess I should say get well soon. Right. I know. So go oh, soon. I'll cure this anxiety. <laughs> Um, but, but, you know, and I got it, I, I decided that this weekend was the weekend for two reasons. Uh, one, uh, next week I have to go see kind of an advanced screening, June, uh, uh, for you, but my day job is I do kind of goofy, um, movie coverage for Fuel TV, so I will often have to go see press screenings of movies. I'm told this is, this is something you've done before in the past? Have you done a goofy interview before? No? No. Okay, never mind. No. Um, uh, but I have to go see uh, Nick Swartzen's upcoming movie, Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star. And I think we can all agree that Nick Swartzen is probably one of the five funniest people in the world. A very, Absolutely. very funny man, yeah. But this particular film looks like it will probably... Be terrible. <laughs> I was going to say, it'll, it, I, will, I will help my enjoyment of it Absolutely. of being and really, really high. Because I, I was on the Sony lot the other yeah, week, yeah. and I just saw a poster for it. Like It was so hidden. It was like next to the men's room in this dark alley. I was like, oh, <laughs> this movie's coming the out in like two weeks or now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, Nick Swartzen plays a, uh, a porn star with a small penis. Um, Age old. Yeah. So I'm like, that you know what? Four quadrant. Yeah, that old. Yeah, you get the da- you get the daters. Yeah. You get the you get the dudes' night out. You get the girls' night out. Older folks. Older folks. folks. Sure. Four. Yeah, classic four quadrant. So yeah, I'm like, folks well, who I've remember got this- the classic radio serial. Uh, and right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Worked for the shadow. Um, That's funny because I remember Seth Morris did a funnier dive yeah, video. Yeah, he very similar. He did. Yeah. I don't know if there's a. If well, it's a tough. Getting... It's a tough premise to come up with. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to these to these two funny guys, I mean, you're it is right, astonishing right. that either of them would come up with this. Right, right, right. Um, and and I, but I, and you know, it's funny, but because I, I was thinking about kind of the pros and cons of this, and I do, I did kind of maybe convince myself that there would be. I mean, I don't want to say a health benefit because that's ridiculous, but I do. I have definitely been feeling um, more anxiety these days than I usually do. And I, I, I've been really feeling a potent sense of like, uh, uh, mortality. Uh, yeah. Mortality. And I'll probably die alone in my house and my cat will eat me and no one <laughs> will know. And my legacy 
will be a few internet videos and a kind of funny Twitter feed. Um, <laughs> and, and I, I definitely feel like in... in, in, in hey, the, how about a, a pretty funny Twitter a feed? A pretty funny Twitter feed. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, That's false modesty. Sure. Uh, and uh, I usually feel like I do a good job of like balancing this feeling, like letting that kind of feeling push me to work harder. But now I honestly feel like it's been keeping me up lately. Like I've been not sleeping great, and I have been maybe letting it letting it sneak into my enjoyment time. So I definitely thought maybe maybe honestly when I'm done with my work for the day. Smoking a little pot would probably be good for my mental health. I'm not a marijuana user, George. Sure. But by, my understanding is that there are some people who have quite the opposite reaction when they use pot when already anxious. Well, yeah, I'll say yeah. I actually think it's a good idea to get a medical marijuana prescription if you're going to use pot for that reason because I I've, have found that smoking pot that's not that great is when... Sure. The demons come out, and I find myself in a corner at a party, like questioning everything that I <laughs> right, have. Curled yeah. into a ball, and yeah, yeah and, and before Just my stabbing, stabbing, <laughs> stabbing, <laughs> stabbing people, shrieking yourself—it's the worst. Until <laughs> yes, until uh, Satan says it's okay to stop. Um, but you know, you know, and I do, I do have a kind of a semi-regular pot smoking date with a buddy of mine we'll we'll smoke some pot and we'll play some left for dead we'll watch a sylvester stallone movie um i have not been doing that lately because he's got a girlfriend now (laughs) what a loser huh what what kind of 30 year old gets a girlfriend i know um anyway looking to do live a little buddy jeez come on man don't let don't don't get that ball and chain tied to your ankle have some fun fucking smoke pot with your old buddy jordan play gears of war what are you gonna do next get a job jeez louise um but yeah uh in in my ex- in my pot experience in my life which has been you know it's it, it's i've never done it regularly but yeah I, you've but, never you've 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 never been close to being a pothead no 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 uh but uh, yeah i've never had a bad experience i've never freaked out i've never felt like you know i couldn't go to sleep until i you know scrubbed the bathroom that's meth. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm now, see, that's how little experience I've had is I sometimes confuse it with meth. You've never just screamed and jumped through a window and fallen to your death. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, that's the lady from Mad About You, if I'm not mistaken. If you're the lady from I feel Mad like, About How you. has every single person seen that? Yeah, it's, you, it's you know weird. what? It's like I that's think... a reference. Like we've all seen that. Every person I've met has. She seen played that it on somewhere. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, once. she hosted oh, she Saturday did. Night I didn't Live. Even know that. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. remember seeing. Is that her. Helen Hunt? It is yeah, Helen, that's Helen Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, when she was like eighteen. But I think it's YouTubeable. I feel like I've rewatched it on YouTube. Oh, okay. Very funny. I wish I did something like that when I was eighteen. God, what a great thing to have been in. And, and I realize that a, a big part of my anxiety lately is coming from maybe feeling like I'm kind of stagnant, like I've had a kind of a comfortable, modestly successful life for a while, but it kind of hasn't gone anywhere. Um, and I realize, like, hey, what do you do about a stagnant life? Start smoking pot. Um, and I re- so I hope that it doesn't. I hope that it doesn't do the opposite of just destroy my. But I don't think it will. I um, think it absolutely will. Yeah, it might. <laughs> it probably will. I might just. Disaster. I might just lapse into a, a uh, into a lifestyle of video games and chips. I think you reach a, an age in your life yeah. where you realize that every time you're doing something, you're not doing something else because you're going to die. <laughs> sure. Right. Well, I actually think in L.A. though, there's because the weather's the same every day mm-hmm. there's 
you, you don't have any signifiers. Like in New York, you can you feel yourself aging more. I think. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you remember things, and you're like, oh, I was that was wearing a sweater. It was winter time. I was here. That was that time that bum pissed on me. Yeah, got it. That was in the summer. I was wearing shorts. It, it, <laughs> it went right on my leg. It went right on my leg, of course, and all over my flip flops. Yeah. Right. Here, when every day feels like the last, yeah, it's really when you think of things. It could and, just be yesterday. Yeah, it, that could have happened yesterday or two years ago. I have no idea. Sure. I have no. I, don't I try see and remember which and which facelift was the last one that I right. had gotten done. So that's your marker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. But but here here was how I got it, and it was so easy. It was comically easy. Um. And I I was there's a there's a there's two places within walking distance from my house. And one, and there's kind of two kinds of uh, dispensaries in LA, I find. There's like the one that is trying to at least be a little bit legitimate. It's like, they're always called something like compassionate caregivers. And they like sell other stuff. They sell like massage oils and hemp flip-flops. So you can just, you're like, I'm not in here for the pot. Like you (laughs) could at least, there's at least a little... Dignity to it all. Right, sure. And then there's a place that's just like, uh, Dr. Bong loads Blazatorium and it like has a fucking happy face with a jester hat and um, a neon marijuana leaf and both so I have these two places are literally across the street from each other uh, on my corner there's there's the the one that you can go into and just say oh I'm just here to buy a rascal scooter sure right yes there's that there's and compassionate a caregivers and then there's Dr. Bong loads. Uh, so I went into the compassionate caregivers. Sure. Um, and they're like, okay, well, you need a letter of recommendation. Um, it's here are here's a list of some doctors that are also within walking distance that you can get this recommendation from. And uh, I kind of thought like, oh, there'll be a two week waiting period, and it's a Sunday. And I'm like, well, I'll do this next week sometime. And they're all just open till ten o'clock at wow. night, seven days a week. Uh, so I I just walk, you know half a mile down to the doctor's office and the doctor's office is called like the happy medical clinic and their logo is a smiley face with a green nurse's hat on <laughs> i also love that it's called a letter of recommendation and not like a referral from my doctor. <laughs> yeah, sure um i'm applying for a job yeah. as a stoner um <laughs> we well, gotta know if you're cool and so this is on and so the uh the uh doctor's office is right on melrose like right in the you know kind of you know where you would go to buy a distressed rock and roll t-shirt for a hundred bucks or you know a fifteen dollar burger like right in the middle of melrose and i go in and seriously uh, the waiting room filled with cholos and only <laughs> cholos like and not just i'm not just saying like oh it's mexican guys but they all had like uh, Dickies, oh, press, shorts. press Dickie, like with with uh, striped socks up to their knees, yep, shower and, shoes, uh, Pendleton shirts with only, only the top the, button yes. button. <laughs> All these guys, it's only these guys. Hair nets. Um, so I I wait my turn. Uh, I go into the doctor's office. The doctor is a very very good looking uh, woman of Middle Eastern descent. Okay. Wait, is this the famous lady that's on all the? Here's the thing: it's not in it's L.A. A... Uh, yeah. June. You probably know I've this. I've seen her. Yeah, there's a very sexy Middle Eastern woman who they have a billboard. I think, Arme- I think she's Armenian. Yeah, she's um, Armenian American. Like Doctor Pot. Doctor Potsberg. <laughs> yeah, like she that. she does have a humorous name, but this is like this is like the Bill Paxton to her Bill Pullman. <laughs> Not her, but like, oh, she could, they could both, it's if a, one is unavailable. They're both gonna work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> same, same thing. Um, 
And the doctor's, her doctor's office, and I'm making quotation marks, is, was appointed like the doctor's office in a porno movie that's set in a doctor's <laughs> office. Like, there's just some random... Okay, there was an eye chart on one wall, an eye chart, but her desk was on the other side of the room, so there's no place to stand to read the eye chart. If you like, needed to. If you need, like, this eye chart, like, you would have to move all of the furniture to she, use this she has card. she has one of those desk name plates but it just says doctor on <laughs> yeah it. right yeah dr <laughs> smith um yeah and um you know there was just a form she asked me what my problem was i said anxiety and headaches and what was she wearing i'm curious a uh, lab coat and then just kind of a tasteful sundress She's wearing a dress. Yeah, she's wearing a dress. I kind of, I've always felt a little bit odd not doing this as the possessor Mm -hmm. of a genuine chronic condition for which marijuana is one of the legitimate treatments, semi legitimate treatments. I always felt kind of like a dick for not doing it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of fun. Um, so I got my I got my my paperwork. Uh, cost forty five bucks, and then I drove back to. So that was your recommendation. That, yes. And yes. so it's just a piece of paper where she. Yeah, I also bought a card, which I was later told is kind of a sucker move, as they just sell that oh. to you to make money. But I have a card. In, actually, here I'll show you the card. Even I put it in my wallet. And so, what was her exam? Did she say here, why do you, you need this? Here, I'll just toss yeah. this over. Uh, yeah, she just, I actually wrote down on the form, um, you'll see the happy yeah. face with the nurse's hat is on Although the card. Although I gotta say, the weird thing about this image, uh, the happy face looks male to me. I don't know why I'm registering <laughs> It's male. Because of the Adam's apple. Yes, he's a cross-dressing, <laughs> candy striper, drag queen happy face. It does look like a male happy face. It does. Face. That's hilarious. Now this is, I'm looking at the other side and kind of holding it up to light. This is just a Vaughn's card. That yeah, they've written they've, on top sure, of. yes. <laughs> they've I just also, laser printed some shit on top of a Vaughn's card. Yeah, I can also get a discount on uh, cheese at the deli counter <laughs> with this thing. <laughs> I'm surprised it's like laminated though, and it's not. I mean, not laminated, but it's yeah, no, no, it's it is sturdier than it is I would very expect. Very sturdy. It. Yeah. yeah, you could break into a <laughs> closet with this. Um, so I go back to cons- con- uh, compassionate caregivers, uh, and I actually I don't have. Uh, I'm waiting on my new driver's license, so I only had my temp license. And he's like, "Hey, I'm sorry, uh, we can't sell to you with this temp license." Uh, he's like, "Please come back when you get your other one." And then just quietly under his breath, he said, "Just go across the street." Uh, to Dr. Ball. And he's like, it's the place with the neon pot sign in the window. So I go across the streets to this neon window pot place and um, they buzz you in. It's like a pawn shop in a, in a CD movie. They buzz you in and uh, they didn't care that I didn't have my license. Um, And the woman at the counter uh, introduced herself as Gaia. Perfect. Right as rain. Swear to God. And but she lo- and to continue with the porno motif, she looked like a porno actress who was in a porno movie about like a Grateful Dead concert. Like she, she she was had a, a a very hippie kind of dress on, but just enormous fake breasts and huge nails. And uh and I didn't you know, she she pointed out the different strains. I bought something called Skywalker. <laughs> um, and uh yeah and i i i paid and because i was a first timer they gave me a free joint so uh so yeah anyway so that was the whole thing so i've got it and that the industry really like do you think this is something that they're doing trying to get attractive women to sell and push the products boy well, would you describe the woman as attractive uh 
no. I mean, she was definitely uh, tore up a little okay. bit. Uh, I mean, you know, I think in, in, in some sort of foggy blacklight scenario. Yes. Uh, but yes, but, it, but definitely sexual. Definitely sexual. Yeah. Like she was, you know, uh, as was the... She was belly dancing. Sure. I yeah. She had a giant python draped around her shoulders. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but I I, I, I was, was not uh, aware. I was not prepared for there to be that much sex appeal in the whole thing. That's what I'm really surprised about. Can I ask why did you? Because you had been smoking pot before. Did you want to just get it easier, get better marijuana, or uh, just you did know, you just want to visit our friend Seth from a uh, Yeah Dude at his dispensary and like you know have a reason he, to be there? He was at that was the first one I went to. He was <laughs> um, he, and uh, yeah, you know I I. You know, I, I had, whenever I smoked it, I had bought it a couple of times, but mainly I just smoked it at buddies' houses, this one right. buddy in particular. Um, and yeah, and I just kind of like, well, this this little experiment I'm doing is I'm just going to have it around the house for those times when I do feel that weird anxiety creep in. So I should probably just have it on hand and I don't need to, you know, call my buddy from Venice and go over to his house or something. So. They're selling a lot of the, like, food items now at those places. Like yeah. The Jolly Ranchers, the um, little cakes and the little, there's every, the lollipop, everything you there can imagine. There was sodas, there was is, bottled yeah. sodas. Well, that's the kind of thing. I mean, if I was going to get it for legitimate medical purposes, because I don't really have any interest, I've, I've never smoked, and so I don't have any interest in starting smoking. Right. I I would I would probably want to suck on a Jolly yeah. Rancher or have a nice Mountain Dew. Sure. Or are we, or are we talking about a Mountain Dew Code Red? <laughs> oh, you know I didn't look at them, but I'm sure they have some sort of Code Red esque. And sort of, they have a Mister Pib like, sure, you know, knockoff. Of I don't Code know Red. if Paul talked about this when he was on the show, but we have have a bunch of Jolly Ranchers in our house right now, and. Paul had eaten one on our way to see a show at the Groundlings and or sucked on one for and sure. we weren't quite sure like how long and that's the problem with these food items is yeah. you really can't gauge how what you're ingesting it is, yeah. yeah and he had sucked on it for about 5 minutes mm-hmm. which is an incredibly long time okay we would come sure. to find out <laughs> and we watched this and you know these Groundlings Sunday shows are all I mean they're like 4 hours long they are, they are very, there's an intermission they're a sketch comedy show it's with the an intermission thing ever yes. it's so very long and so we sit there and some of the ske- the performers were great some of the sketches were better than others sure. but it was a sketch comedy show you know yeah. they're sure. all tough in their own way right and I look over, but I'm enjoying myself just fine. It's a, mm-hmm. I know it's going to be a long show. It's one of those things where they give sure. you the program so you know how many are yeah, left, yeah, which yeah. I think is such a bad idea. Paul is laughing hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> like, tears are streaming down his face. He's crying. He's laughing so hard. Wow. He turns and this to me is, at intermission. There's a woman singing Amazing Grace on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> what was it going on? It turns out you're at a funeral. <laughs> A he military funeral. Like, is this the is this best the best thing you've ever <laughs> seen? He's like, no, I'm serious. Is this the, is this the best thing you've ever seen? I go, it's it's all right. It's they're doing great. <laughs> He's like, I don't understand these people. They're so good. Wow, <laughs> I'm quitting showbiz. He was blown away. Well, so 
Jordan, I, I really, I really hope you have some good luck with that with yeah, that card. Yeah, I don't you've know. Got. I'll, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep Having, everyone posted. The card doesn't really have any legal standing. It seems like something that you would be more likely to be arrested for having than right. To yeah, the card is more incriminating than. <laughs> Yeah, this illegal document doesn't have a winking, smiley face on it. Typically, if you wanted to, 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 to lend some legitimacy to your document, probably don't put your winking, smiley face logo. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. June Diane Rayfield, woman. Um, <laughs> you know. W-O-M-Y-N. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, more and more, Jordan, liberated women. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. Are trying to figure out what kind of gas mileage they're getting mm-hmm. in their biofuel mercedes diesel mm. no not mercedes diesel volvo diesel excuse yeah, me please they're 19 early 1980s volvo turbo diesel mm-hmm. um and i would recommend that if they're interested in doing that they should visit fuellead.com there you go um f-u-e-l-l-y.com this is a website where you uh visit it you type in how much gas you bought and uh your mileage and it tracks your mileage over time uh, so that you can adjust your driving pattern so you can get better gas mileage and sort of make a little game out of it. This That's gamification like is a big buzzword in the worlds of uh, business and internet culture, sort of making something into a game so people do better at it. And I think this is sort of like, what if we made saving the earth by getting better gas mileage into a little game? Or like wearing your baby Bjorn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You, you can compare your you can compare your mileage to other people who have the same car. You can compare your mileage to yourself over time. You know, see how it's ebbed and flowed over time, and it's all online at fuelly dot com. Um, the jumbotron this week is empty, by the way, Jordan, which I'm kind of bummed about. I know. Hey, get at us, it's maximum available. maximumfund dot org slash jumbotron if you want to share your message on the program. Um, it's a hundred bucks for a personal message, two hundred bucks for a commercial message, uh, and we'll blast it out there to the tens of thousands of people listening, as though we were putting it up on the jumbotron at the Los Angeles Clippers game. Oh, that would be to the dozens of people. Slam. (laughs) The Clippers are a failure as a basketball team. Am I wrong about that? Are they still a failure? I said to Jordan as though he knew, as though he could fill me in on a sports thing. Nope. Um, I just find their name so uninspired. It is really uninspired. <laughs> it seems like Don't an odd really name for it. Los Angeles too. Los Angeles isn't uh, isn't a city that you associate with 19th century sea commerce. Yeah. Um, but anyway, maximumfund.org slash jumbotron. If you want to advertise on Jordan Jesse, go properly or across the maximum. If you fund want network, us to slam your least favorite sports team. <laughs> Um, it's uh, you can email uh, Teresa at Teresa at MaximumFun.org we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica Jordan Jesse go I'm Jesse Thorne America's radio sweetheart Jordan Morris boy detective June Diane Raphael wallet owner can you guys um, congratulations by the way thank you guys it's been a long road (laughs) it's been a long road well after a while you just get tired of throwing money down that rent hole you really do you really do um, can you guys help me with something real quick? Please. I'm trying yeah. to pick a, pe- uh, a tweet of the week, mm-hmm. 
And they're both Baby Bjorn themed. Mm -hmm. Sure. (laughs) Both of the options are Baby Bjorn themed. And they're both, I want to make this clear, they're both very, very stupid. Um, But one of them is from a a listener named Julia at hand claps, Mm -hmm. which I like because you can never have too many hand claps. If Jesse Thorne ever forms a band, it's got to be called Jesse Thorne and the Baby Bjorns. Mm-hmm. She hashtagged it JJ Go. That's the first okay. one. And the other one is from Jim. It's great hashtag JJ Go this week, especially listening to Jesse Thorne trying to figure out his Bjorn identity. Oh, I, I like that one. Yeah, like me too. One. I was I was gonna, I was ready to call the other one a winner, but Bjorn identity really did Bjorn it for identity. me. Okay, what about this guy Colin who said I need to thank Jesse Thorne for referencing the rapper Papoose in the latest Jordan Jesse Go. Only a reference to true life could make me laugh more. I that wasn't really a good one. I just wanted to read it to point out to to the ninety nine percent of our audience who had no idea who Papoose was that there was a guy 100%. out there who it really meant a lot to when That's I talked good. about New York mixtape rapper Papoose. Um, next time, on, but next week on the program, by the way, I'm going to be talking all about Uncle Murder, New York mixtape <laughs> rapper Uncle Murder. Um, okay, Good. so, well, Jim is the winner then. Yeah. Jim, uh, I think so. Jim, email our intern, uh, Paolo, at paolo at maximumfun.org um, and uh, tell him what your T-shirt size is and your address, and we will send you a T-shirt. Oh. It's a new thing. That's, That's fun, great. right? Sure. That's very fun. That's very I'm fun. I'm having fun with that. It's not now. How fun is it? It's not as fun as having June Diane Raphael here. Well, of course You not. guys, let's all oh, get our minds God. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's let's not, let's not freak out here. June. Everybody calm down. June uh, can be heard uh, via the medium of podcasting mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast, How Did This Get Made, where uh, she and uh, a bevy of hilarious people, including Jordan last week, mm-hmm. um, investigate how uh, terrible but major films get made. Uh, yes. wh- what I feel makes like the title is a little bit um, what, misleading. You, well, you've got it's your... not necessarily about how they did get made. <laughs> it's not a historical <laughs> podcast. That's what you say to it's yourself a... while you're watching yes, you, these yes. movies. Yeah, it, it's more of an exclamation. You've, <laughs> got your, you've got your favorite moments. You've got your most inexplicable things that happen. Right. And you're talking about major films. You're talking Big about budgets. your... Studio releases. Yes. Your John Travolta movies, primarily. Your Nick Cage movies, yeah, primarily. Mostly, <laughs> yes, if we're... Uh, you got and but you got oh you guys kind of have a have a have a big big job. Uh, the most recent episode coming up, you're doing Gili. And my do I have my how did this get made timeline correct? Yeah, we are. I didn't know it was pronounced Gili till very recently. I was <laughs> you pronouncing it, it Giggly. Yeah, of course. And yeah. then I found out that was a big. That's a runner in the movie. That sounds like <laughs> that sounds like a, so fun. That sounds like a Web 2.0 company for bands that want to book appearances. <laughs> yeah. Or a baby Bjorn maker. Yeah, <laughs> Jiggly, Jiggly's Bjorns. Yeah. But that's like a that's a, that's sort of something that you've been building up to. I mean, you've covered. I you've, guess so. Yeah. You covered Battlefield Earth. I remember right, listening right, to the right. Battlefield Earth episode. Once you've done that, all you, you really got your Gili left. I know, and I guess I do worry that there's not enough. That there's maybe we should. Well, Kevin Smith has made other movies. You're right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Gili is pretty. Uh, it's an amazing watch. It's a, the the thing is that some of these movies have been, despite being pretty. Terrible. Yes. Um, fun to watch. Sure. Others have just been. I remember a lot of positive reaction horrible. to burlesque. Burlesque was a, a great time. I mean, I would say the same thing about Step Up 3D, which we haven't done, but it's. it's Could you an do enjoyable... Step Up 3D? Is that in the pantheon of How Did This Get Made? I would, I would think so, yes. I would absolutely <laughs> think so. What about like, Captain EO? Old dogs. 
Captain EO we just saw at Disney for um, I saw it for the first time Paul had seen it in a gazillion times. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I loved it. It was a serious emotional touchstone for me as a child. Really? It was, I will, because my grandparents lived it, like Jordan in Mission Viejo, California. Mm-hmm. And so we would go to Disneyland once every couple of years. And I like Disneyland fine, but I didn't really care. I never have been a guy, I've never been into rides and I've never been into Disney. And so it wasn't that significant to me except for the Michael yeah. Jackson thing because I loved Michael Jackson. I had a Michael Jackson doll. I think of him often. Like I, <laughs> so I, I found myself, and no, honestly, no, like, I'm, in my I'm car, right there like, with oh, you. God, really? This life is going to go on without yeah. him? Like I've, mm. I've, I think about him often. Yeah. I think about him I'm right often. there with you, yeah. June, and I'm not making fun. No, I'm not neither making am fun. I. Neither am I. That was um, uh, quite a loss. June Di- Diane Raphael, also uh, one of the stars of uh, the very, very hilarious NCSI. Nope. No. <laughs> I can hear. Yeah, NTSF? NTSF. NTSF colon SD colon SUV colon colon. correct. Um, which also features uh, past uh, Jordan Jesse Go guest uh, Paul Shear, um, Curtis Gwynn, who was the uh, uh, head writer of the uh, television program, our short-lived television program, uh, is also uh, one of the writers and producers of this program. Um, just tons of of brilliant people. The Jeff lady from Gold Star Bloom. Trek Voyager, Jeff Goldblum, Kate um, Mulgrew. You know, mm-hmm. I saw that Kate. I I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen Kate Mulgrew's Cheers arc? No. It came up on Cheers recently. <laughs> I've been play? I've been watching Cheers. Uh, I've been watching Cheers just with great delight over the past few months. Um because there's so many of them and it is so good. Cheers is really really good. I mean, it's a little bit dumb and predictable, but it is good. Like the it's jokes dark. are f- Like I I I cuz I saw a recent episode, well, actually it wasn't that recently, but I- I watched it when I was little, and then having seen it now, it's like, God, all these people could not exist outside this bar. Yeah. Like, there's a darkness to <laughs> All of their lives, are, all of their lives are falling apart. It's, and they're sitting here together and they're just while that's happening in mm. the outside world. It's so dark. But they're just supporting each other because they love friendship. Yeah, you're right. You're that's what's right. important. And it's, so anyway, I've been watching a lot of Cheers lately, and Kate Mulgrew had a multi-episode arc, I think maybe three or four episodes that led up to a season finale where she was a, uh, she was a, a Boston City Councilwoman who started dating Sam as a sort of way to, uh, as a sort of way to get in with, you know, working class Bostonites, but then ended up falling in love with him and wanting to marry him. And I won't tell you what happens. Um, you may remember, of course, that she was on the show as his wife for many years thereafter. <laughs> you can't tell me America's favorite bachelor is settling down. <laughs> um, but she is. I mean, I was, I was remembering when Paul was on uh, The Sound of Young America, I think, with mm-hmm. Jordan, he was talking about how uh, they had thought of Kate uh, to, to be on NTSF because of her, you know, because uh, I think Curtis suggested her Curtis, because, of, yep. because of her work on Star Trek and stuff, that they knew that she could be uh, that classic stern, no-nonsense, uh, ass-kicker, take-care-of-business type. Um, and she's a little bit like that on this show, but uh, hilarious. A, she's really funny, and B... Dear God, is she attractive on this program? I mean, That's attractive true. on your program as well. But um, I, I was almost made uncomfortable by how attracted I was to this character on wow. a sitcom. Um, maybe, may, maybe I have a patrician Bo- Boston woman f- 
in fetish that I didn't know about before. Well, I'll tell you what. I think the kind of sex appeal that Kate Mulgrew had and still has, you yeah. also don't see that often anymore. Yeah. You know, there aren't examples of women in their 30s even who are working who have that sort of tougher, edged, like in their body sex appeal yeah. that's oozing out of them. It's a... The sex appeal now is very feminine. It's very... We just don't see that. Usually that you see it either oozing or in the body. Yes. But <laughs> to get both, to have a big enough reservoir... Really something. Yeah. I, it's something amazing. This weekend, I've been slightly working. I've been, I've been uh, uh, gradually working on a writing packet for a, a new TV show. And, it's a, and it, the assignment was to do pop culture-related uh, sketches... So I've been going through a lot of. You've been, you've been writing a lot of Kate Mulgrew stuff. Yeah, well, I was going to say I've uh, I've been I've been catching up on on like reality shows that I didn't know anything about, trying to kind of find the sketch in them. And I watched a bunch of uh, Say Yes to the Dress on Netflix Instant. Sure. I was real attracted to some of the brides. I'm like, <laughs> Do I have a wedding thing? I, I think they probably just pick attractive women. But I I'm like, say, I feel like some of the. Some of the episodes I've seen of Say Yes to the Dress, I feel like a lot of those girls are bigger gals. Yeah, hey, Jordan. you know? I feel like they're bigger gals. You know what they say about the cushion and its relationship <laughs> to the pushin? They rhyme, right? Uh, yes, that's what they say. Those two rhyme. words rhyme. I'm changing the subject. Together very easily. <laughs> um, Whatever they're doing. <laughs> You know, keep it up, ladies. Uh, 206-984-4FUN. If it doesn't work out with what's-his-name, give me a call. 206-984-4FUN is the number to call if you've got a momentous occasion or a question for us or you're a teen who needs some straight talk sure. or uh, you have a moment of shame to share with us, whatever. Uh, we'll be back to calls next week. Our, our intern was out on a little break there, so we couldn't screen the calls, and I was taking care of a baby, so, you know, fuck them. Um, but 206-984-4FUN, JJGO at MaximumFun.org, our email address. That hashtag, hashtag JJGO. And who knows? You might get a T-shirt if you write a club and mm-hmm. Jordan gets a And don't just tweet something and write hashtag JJGO at the end of it. That's not how it works. It has to be about Jordan Jesse Go. You can't just be like, man, that was really a great egg salad sandwich. Are people doing that? Yes, people are doing that. <laughs> That's hilarious. They're trying to game That's the system. Hilarious. They're trying to beat the system. I don't even know what. There was no prize before, so I don't know what system they're trying right. to beat. All right, all right. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, hey. Uh, oh, shit. There was something else I wanted to say. <laughs> I don't know, Jordan. You were you were yes. on you were on their podcast. I so was. People should yes, run, run out and listen uh, to that. It, it was a blast. I'm, yes, we did Skyline. We did Skyline, which is a, which there was is a lot a, to unpack. A modern yeah. bad movie classic, and I, I give an in depth account of my appearance in All About Steve, too, our, which I've only hinted at on this program. So. Our our friend, uh, our friend, and uh, actually Paul's friend, probably uh, June's friend as well, uh, has a new podcast on. Uh, the Smodcast Network, uh, Jensen Carp called Get Up On This. Hmm. Um, and I went on there and analyzed the new Kanye uh, Jay-Z album for literally two hours with him. Um, we had uh, hip-hop producer 88 Keys, who produced one of the tracks on the record, and uh, also hip-hop, genuine hip-hop legend Bun B of UGK was on the show, who's one of the funniest, brightest guys. And I say that only because he told me that uh, he had enjoyed my interview with Michael Rappaport. Um, but <laughs> He's no, a visionary. A genuine... <laughs> a genius! No, but like a real, <laughs> one of the greatest rappers of all time, uh, arguably the greatest Southern rapper of all time, Bun B. And he's a really funny, like, cool guy as well. Um, so that's a lot of fun. You should check that out. And 
oh shit, I remember what it was. So we have a new blog editor mm-hmm. at MaximumFun.org, uh, Rebecca, and she is completely revivified the Maximum Fun blog, which had devolved to the point where it was just every three days I would post a rap video <laughs> in addition to the shows. Um, and Rebecca has absolutely taken it into the sky. There are lots of new posts every day. I've been inspired. Other Max Fun hosts are uh, blogging at MaximumFun.org. So do visit the site. You know, there's new crap up every day and not just shows. So, uh, you know, lots of cool comedy stuff. And, and um, in fact, a, a blog post that Rebecca posted uh, reminded me to watch the movie uh, Lost in America uh, before it expired from Netflix Instant. So, you know, this is a tremendous, uh, a tremendous new development at MaximumFun.org. Uh, our theme music, Love You, by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. <sighs> That's it. We'll we'll talk to you guys next time. Our thanks to June Diane Raphael. Thanks for Bye. having me.